Welcome to Fragmented, a software developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better developers. My name's Don Felker. And I'm Kaushik Gopal. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, before we get going, I wanted to tell you about a brand new resource that I released. It's called Mastering Git. It is a free Git course that will teach you everything that you need to know on how to use Git from the ground up in less than 120 minutes. It's super easy to follow. You don't need any specific tools installed other than Git itself. I'll teach you everything you need to know from the ground up using the command line and the 20% of commands they're gonna give you over 80% of the benefits for you and your day-to-day engineering career. Now, there's a ton of Git commands out there. You may not be sure which ones you should use. I've been using Git for over 12 years now from the command line, and these are the distilled down commands that I use on a day-to-day basis. I'm gonna show you how to use each one of those from initializing repositories, making commits, how to create branches, conceptually what are branches, how do they work, branch naming strategies, how to merge, how to utilize merge tools, how to handle merge conflicts, how to merge branches, how to create pull requests on things like GitHub, how to cherry pick, how to view logs, how to create aliases and so forth. I cover all of that within this course. There's no fluff in it. We hop straight into it and you're gonna learn everything that you need to know in order to become a master of Git. Again, there's not a lot of commands that you're going to learn. This is the course that I wish that I had when I started. Doesn't matter if you're a beginner or if you're advanced, you're going to learn something for this. However, if your team member is new or you're just learning Git or you wanna be able to kind of understand it better, this is the course for you. So check it out. The link is going to be in the show notes. You can also view it at donfelker.com slash git. You'll be able to see a nice demonstration of what is inside of that course on that page, and it'll link you directly to the actual video itself, which is free on YouTube. You can also visit my YouTube channel, which is going to be at donfelker.com slash YouTube. You can find it there too. So again, go to donfelker.com slash git for the free git course and learn git and master it. And I really hope that it helps you. Let's hop into the show. I almost didn't record this episode and it's during those times when you have these weird feelings that maybe I shouldn't do this. Well, you have to think them through, of course, but you have to ask yourself why you're feeling that way. And, uh, I did that. And one of the reasons why I almost didn't record today's episode was simply because I felt like you would think I'm an idiot. And that's exactly why I need to record this episode. Now, you might laugh at that. Why would I say that I feel like an idiot? So let me tell you, not even a story, but just a way that we can relate and be on the same page here. How many times have you started working on something or even been working on something a long time? It could have been years, decades. In my, my case, I've been developing software for over two decades now, which is kind of even crazy to say and think about that I'm at this age and still developing software and enjoying it, which goes to show it's a very... If you enjoy what you do, it can be a very lengthy career, uh, very rewarding, lucrative, et cetera. But what I'm trying to say is here, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or you're someone who has decades of experience, you're still going to have moments where you feel like an idiot. How many times have you tried to write some code or you wrote some code or you did something and something starts happening or doesn't happen and you're not sure why? You look at the code, you look at the documentation, 
everything matches, but it doesn't work. You start thinking, what am I doing wrong? And you know deep down that most likely it's probably something elementary. It's something that's very simple to solve, but the voice in your head, or at least the voice in my head, starts kind of scratching from behind the wall to get my attention. And I can hear a slow whisper, which eventually turns to a little bit louder. And unfortunately, whether that voice telling you, you're an idiot. And that's not anybody else telling you that. That's, that's yourself telling you that. And I'm not saying that you say that to yourself, but I definitely have. And as someone with two decades of experience, I still say that to myself. I don't mean to. I'm not trying to be negative. But there are times when I still feel like an idiot. Now, again, on the same topic of not recording this, I almost didn't call this feeling like an idiot. But upon, again, further reflection and talking to many, many developers over the years and mentoring many people over the years and teaching many people, speaking to people at conferences and podcasts and videos and you name it, what is the most common phrase that I hear from people that almost have some level of imposter syndrome or are questioning their abilities? Well, that phrase is, I just feel like an idiot. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I hear this from people who have been coding for two weeks, two months, two years, 10 years, 20 years. Again, I've been coding for over two decades. I probably have more experience in various different parts of development, especially Android. In Android, probably, I probably have more experience than 95% of developers in the Android ecosystem, simply because I started the day that the first Android phone came out. I had an app in the app store within a week or so. And that said, I still just very recently have issues where I might be updating an application and maybe I was moving something over to compose, Jetpack compose, and I couldn't get it to work. And here I am thinking like, wow, I feel like an idiot. Now there's a few things to be said about that. The technology, the churn in which the code is changing, the libraries are changing, the interdependencies of various libraries. There's a lot of stuff going on here and I have to remind myself of that. There's a lot of dependencies in between various different libraries, especially in Android. If you're gonna be working with something, sometimes you need to wor work with a specific version of Kotlin to use that specific Kotlin compose, whatever plugin or compiler. And if you're going to be using some library that's for Compose, but you want to use something for live data and perhaps testing, then you got to make sure that those dependencies match. Now, as of recently, a lot of those version numbers will stay the same, which makes life a lot easier. However, there's still instances where you'll find, hey, this main library is version 1.5. And I'm just making the numbers up. Uh, and then you need the testing version of it. And the, that one is. 0.8, but 0.8 goes with 1.5. Why? I don't know. That's just the way that it's done. Semantic versioning and one team not wanting to stick with the other team or there's just disconnect. I don't know, but it makes it very difficult. And that's what I'm trying to get at here is, is that you have to remind yourself that <laughs> yeah, there's going to be times where you feel like an idiot and it's okay. Um, it's normal. Uh, it's something that every single developer I have ever spoken to has a problem with. Now, here's where I notice that there's one problem that I, that I have run into and, and have noticed other people run into the same problem. Sometimes when you have a certain level of experience, you start getting into intermediate to senior to staff, et cetera, uh, level engineer, you, or even, you know, years or decades of experience, 
you feel like you should just know something. You feel like I've been doing this for so long, or I have so much experience in this that I should just know how to do this. I shouldn't have to ask for help, but it's okay to ask for help. And that's what I'm trying to say. And this goes back to having a beginner's mindset. It doesn't matter what I wrote back in the early 2000s with ASP.NET or even pre-ASP.NET with PHP and everything. Sure, some of that knowledge comes forward with just, you know, the basics of software design and things you're going to do. But that syntax that I used back then, that doesn't matter. Most of that stuff doesn't even work anymore. Uh, There's not even, it's not supported. So when you think, well, I've had this much experience, I should know what I'm doing, but I don't. I feel like an idiot. You've got to remind yourself that you're learning something. And at that point, when you get to, you're being productive, but you're not flying through the code. Maybe you're not in a flow state, but you're, you're engaged enough. You're, you're running into roadblocks and it's frustrating and it's hard. And it's sometimes very often, actually, you want to quit, but don't. And I've had a podcast about this before. Don't quit. But It's that point when you get there, that's where you're learning. That's where you're expanding your mind. That's where you're growing as an individual, as an engineer, et cetera. You're not an idiot. You just don't know how it works or you don't know how it works. And you have to remind yourself of that. And that happened to me yesterday, actually. I was working in the web technology and I ran a database migration and a particular, a bunch of files got updated from running a database migration. And I'm like, I didn't change anything in these other files. Why is this happening? I reached out to a friend of mine who was very senior in this technology that I was working with. And he runs a very popular, you know, tutorial series and site. I mean, that's his, his living. And I asked Tim, I said, Hey, do you know why this, 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 and this is happening? And he replies back and he goes, yeah, I I don't know. He goes, that's, I've seen that before too. And I I don't know why that happens. And I was like, wow, (laughs) if he doesn't know, like what the heck? But I realized, you know, there's gotta be a reason. And so I stuck with it for about another four or five hours trying to figure out why this was happening because I wanted it to stop. Now it wasn't going to cause a problem, but I didn't change when you would run these database migrations, it was just supposed to update some data. But then what it was doing was changing a bunch of files, um, saying that different data types had changed in the database. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So long story short, I ended up digging way down into the framework source code that I was working with and found out that, oh, when a database migration is run, it checks the database schema automatically. And if there's a difference in the database schema versus what is stored on file in the, you know, Git, it'll then update that file. That's exactly what was happening. Now, the next phase was like, well, why is the database different? I didn't change any of the column types or anything. And it took me a little bit of time to figure out, I'm like, oh, I had done a database backup from Heroku. Uh, which is an online platform for, you know, web and API and stuff like that, uh, which was a Postgres database. And uh, because I was having a problem uh, on this one site that I'm working, it's not really released yet, but I'm working on it. But the problem would only happen on Heroku with that particular data set. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to pull the database dump down locally. I'm going to restore it locally. And I'm going to see if I can replicate the problem. And I did that. I was able to replicate the problem. I was able to fix it. I wrote the migration to solve that problem. But when I would run that migration, weird things get updated. What I ended up finding out is that the database version on Heroku was older than the database version locally. And that it, and due to this, that database type was different. So overall, I spent about three days on this task. And I was thinking, like, wow, like, 
that's three days. That's crazy. There's no way I can do that at work. I mean, you're going to run into those situations at work. You never plan for them to happen. They just do. But I'll tell you what, uh, the entire time I felt like an idiot because there are people that look up to me for this technology and ask me questions about it. And I answer these questions and I didn't know why it worked. And I had to dive real deep into the framework to figure it out. And it took me a lot of time and I felt very frustrated in the fact that I had to do that. And that's a normal feeling, especially if you are using a library that's supposed to save you time, or maybe it's something from, let's say it's Android, right? And you have a Gradle dependency is written by the Android team and there's just a bug and you get this really weird edge case. It's going to be frustrating. You're going to feel like an idiot sometimes and that's okay. That doesn't mean that you are. And that's really what I'm trying to get at here is that you just have to realize that regardless of how much experience you have, there's going to be very frustrating times where you're not going to understand what's going to, going on and you need to reach out for help. And that was really what solved it here for me as I realized I needed to ask somebody and I felt embarrassed and I even told the person, I mean, you know, I got 20 years of experience plus 20 years. I reached out to this friend and said, hey, here's what I said to them almost verbatim. Hey, sorry for the elementary question here, but why is X happening when I do Y? Do you have any clue? Because I can't seem to find anything on Google about it. Just wondering if you had any clue. If you don't, no big deal. Thanks for your time. And that's when they wrote back. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But then I was like, all right, well, if they don't know, maybe someone on Stack Overflow knows. And so I went on Stack Overflow and I, I wrote a post. It's like, all right, when I migrate a database, this data type changes from X to Y. I don't know why. And I give them the scenario. And again, at that point in time, I didn't know it was a database problem. And I had tweeted about it and someone actually replied and sent me a DM and said, and this is, you know, so I tweeted about the problem. I posted on Stack Overflow. Uh, so I'm asking for help. I'm publicly putting myself out there asking for help. Someone who's got two decades of experience. I feel like an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't get this simple thing to work. I don't know why this very simple thing is doing something I don't expect it to do. I feel like I should know. I don't know. I must be an idiot. I can't tell you the number of times that have happened. So I realized that I needed to have a beginner mindset. So, you know, what would I do if, if nobody, nobody know, knew who I was, nobody, uh, nobody that I'd worked with previously? What if I was a brand new developer, just came out of college? Maybe I'm still in college. Maybe I'm in high school. I'm just learning to code. What would I do? I'd post on Twitter. I'd post on Stack Overflow. I'd ask for help. And so that's what I did. And the fact of doing that, again, someone sent me a DM on Twitter and said, hey, I've noticed the same thing happening. Uh, you know, a young gentleman helped me out. Um, and it was fantastic here that he did this. And he said, you know, I've had the same problem happen. And it's, you know, just try changing the database in the, con in the Postgres console change, you know, a database type from X to Y and then rerun the migration, you'll see it happen. It's because Rails looks, which is the technology Rails, looks at uh, the database every time you run a migration and we'll dump the schema into a schema file, which is what was getting updated. And I was like, why, why would that happen? And then I looked on Heroku and I looked at my local version. I'm like, oh my goodness, the versions are different. That's why. But I would have never got there if I was too stuck in my ego to say, you know what? I'm not going to ask for help. I have all this experience. I should figure this out. No, it's okay. You have to sometimes realize that what you're doing is complicated and you may not be an expert in it. You may not know, and it's okay to ask for help. And furthermore, it's okay to feel like an idiot at times. It's normal. It's a very normal part of software development. And even prior to software development, I remember feeling this way in, in high school and in college in certain math classes, just not understanding an equation, not understanding how something would happen in math. So this is something I think that as, if you want to grow as a developer, I don't, not, not think, I know, 
If you want to grow as a developer, maintain and have a long lengthy career, just know when you have that feeling inside of you uh, that you're telling yourself, there's a voice in your head saying, you're an idiot. Why don't you know this? Like, I feel like an idiot. Just A, tell it to shush. B, have a beginner's mindset. Say, all right, what am I, what I don't know? You know, see, ask for some help and realize that it's okay to feel that way. And it's that point where you're going to start growing and realize, oh, okay. And furthermore, when you go online and publicly ask for help, it shows people that you're human and it shows them that, oh, you know, this person doesn't know everything either. And it helps others in the future, especially if you're posting something on uh, sites like Stack Overflow. Now, of course, you shouldn't be on there asking how to finish your homework or something like that, but Maybe there's something in your homework where you're like, I don't understand why when I do this to a variable, it does this, you know, what's the difference between a reference type and a value type and why that matters in this language versus language. That's a valid question. Okay. You're trying to learn. Now, if you ask someone, Hey, I need someone to write me, you know, something that parses a CSV file and outputs, you know, different colors based upon the first character of the CSV file. That's asking for someone to do your homework. (laughs) Don't do that. So wrap it up. It's okay. If you feel that way, it's normal. It happens to us all. If you ever get stuck uh, or you feel too intimidated to speak up about uh, any questions that you have, even at your company, it's okay to ask for help. Even if you are the more senior person, sometimes you don't understand it. Maybe the maybe a, a junior or mid-level or senior engineer that is you know that works on your same team that might be in rank lower to you, um, you can learn a ton from those people because they're currently in the system learning these things. Uh, and it's okay to do that. Uh, I can't tell you how many training videos I watch. <laughs> I watch from people that learned from me. It's a very humbling experience and I really enjoy it. As usual, I hope that helps. Uh, we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Before you get going, don't forget to check out my free course on Git. This is going to be the course that shows you everything that you need to know in order to get started. It is the 80-20 of Git. You'll learn the 20% of commands are going to give you well over 80% of the benefit. Heck, I'd even say over 90% of the benefit. In fact, these are the commands that I use every single day, and I rarely step out of these boundaries. To learn more and to watch the course, you can go to donfelker.com git, or just go to donfelker.com YouTube and check it out there for free. I really hope you enjoy it. That's it for the show, folks. Fragmented is hosted by Don Felker and me, Kaushik Gopal. We edit and produce all the episodes here on Fragmented. You can find more Fragmented episodes at fragmentedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.